and welcome to episode 69 of our weird life. My name is Jack. Why are you laughing, Jack? Why are you laughing, Jack? <laughs> no particular reason. Okay. I just imagine that as I say that number, many people will be raising their eyebrows going, 69. Um, what's your name? <laughs> what's your name? What's your name? Jodie. <laughs> My name's Jodie. Yeah, we are, uh, if you don't already know, we're a married couple. British couple living in Japan, and we have been do- doing so for the last three years or thereabouts. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we use this podcast as a way of recording our weird and wonderful experiences, or just general chit chat. General chit chat. Yeah. So, um, I was I was thinking briefly about significance of of numbers. Mm-hmm. And have you got any numbers that are significant to you that you yeah. kind of you repeatedly see or experience? I like five because that's my birthday. That's a solid way to uh, I like, like two. a number. I just like the number two. And I like the number 12 because I remember when I was, uh, how old would I have been? Hmm, like seven. I remember I had like an older cousin and she was 12 and I was like, oh, so cool. <laughs> 12 is so cool. 12 is a good age, isn't it, for some I, reason? I don't know why. And I just remember thinking like when you turn 12, obviously you go to secondary school hmm. And it's just like a big change in your life, and like it for me, it seemed the difference between a child and an adult, or yeah. like a, not an adult, but like a, a teenager. It's where or you like, feel significantly different, isn't it? Really, it is quite different because you're a teenager. Yeah, it's like between. <laughs> that's what a teenager is. It's like thirteen. Now you're a teenager. Mm. Forget it. Bye. No one likes you anymore. <laughs> but when you're like, <laughs> when you're, you become a, a horrible little person. But when you're a teenager, it's like a fun age because like you don't know everything. You're still not sure if you believe some things or other things. And older kids like to tell you stuff that you don't know, and that's always exciting because you're like, oh, really? What's this do? And what's that? And they you kind of tell you're you still you're skirting the stuff. line between those two phases of ages aren't you so yeah. you're sort of you're still young enough to be to do young things like mm-hmm. like more kiddie things yeah and you're old enough to know that i'm soon going to be a teenager yeah and i remember <laughs> i wasn't allowed to get the bus to town alone until i was 13 okay that um, was your cut off yeah so not cut off that was your uh so that was something to look forward to when i was 12 yeah but I, I think twelve nice because it's a it's a nice even number. Yeah, I like twelve, and i i have I have some issues with three. Me and three have a bit of an issue. What's your problem? It's not a problem. <laughs> it's just like whenever I eat, like if someone offers me snacks or like anything, I have to eat three of them, either mm. one or three. I can't have two. You're you're a fan of the odd numbers, isn't it? Which is kind of ironic because I introduce all the odd numbers and you do the even ones. No, I like even numbers. I sit well with even numbers, oh. but odd numbers seem to be attracted to me. That's how I describe it. Well, like three. <laughs> it's weird. Um, well, if it's any consolation, so I numbers. really like the number thirteen. You do. Um, so we're next to each other. Twelve yeah. and thirteen. And I like the number thirteen mainly, to be honest, because. No one else seemed to like it. Mm. You know I mean, it's a bit of a... It's like an outcast number. It is an outcast I was like, oh, unlucky number 13 or... Well, some people say lucky, but Friday the 13th, it's always that, you know, mm-hmm. cliche of an unlucky day. I've never found the 13th to be unlucky. Mm-hmm. Quite like it. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder where that came from. 
the unlucky part. Mm. I'm actually not sure. There's probably some kind of world event that happened. Superstitious. Yeah. Mm. Maybe like a a strange coincidence of patterns on the 13th where bad things happened, Mm. maybe. Which leads us into our segue of what we want to talk about today. Okay. Namely, coincidences. Ooh. Um, We had a good weekend again with our friends. As always. uh, Lovely, lovely jubbly. They they stayed over at our at our place, mm-hmm. and the next morning, Jodie started telling me about a dream that she'd had. Yeah. Do you want to say tell me what the dream was? It was I was making a cake for my friend, the friend that stayed over. I happened to be here as well, so I was like, "Oh, I was making you a cake," but I put cat food on it by mistake. So I had to <laughs> <What a mistake. laughs> I had to scrap the first layer of the cake because mm. it looked like jam, and um, so I thought it was jam okay. in, the, in the story. And I was like, "Oh, you almost ate cat food because I put cat food on your cake." Ha ha ha! We all had a laugh about it. I was like, "That was weird." <laughs> and he said, "I almost ate cat food in my dream as well last night." <laughs> and he said, "In his dream, he went to." He was in his mom's house and he went to the cupboard. Yeah. And he was like, I just kind of want something that is like cat food. That's what he wanted to eat. And he almost ate cat food. Which is kind of weirder when you consider that we... I kind of don't recall a conversation that we'd had about cats or cat food that the day before. Mm, not at all. Um, it's a, quite a specific thing Yeah. for both of you to be... To think about in a dream, isn't it? It is a bit strange, yeah. yeah. Strange like, like, yeah, very strange coincidence. And and actually, me and this person have also... I've had that quite a lot with various different things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Can you recall any specific coincidences that have happened in your life? Um, Actually, I think that they happen all the time, Jack. I don't know about you, but I just feel like they happen all the time. Yeah, they do. I, I find it difficult to actually recall them, but I'm very aware that they... It's quite a frequent occurrence mm-hmm. like we had one the other day actually did we just before you say yours um you know it often happens related to do with calls you're yeah. about to make a call or something like that oh yeah it um, did happen with me and you yeah so you're obviously on each other's mind at just like that exact, exact moment, moment in time mm-hmm. just kind of a, a freaky thought and you think you're in totally different because I was like, you Situations answered fast, scenarios. and you were like, no, like, you answered. I just called you. You were like, I called you. I was like, whoa. Freaky. That's really weird. Yeah, sorry, anyway, your coincidence. Um, yeah, my coincidence, I, I have to probably tell you about the biggest coincidence of my life so far. Um, and that was that my best friend, my best friend of 29 years, was born on the same day as me. That's pretty significant. <laughs> it is. And the story is kind of nice. So both of our mums actually met in the hospital, um, in the cafeteria, just hours before we were born or whatever, like they were just in the hospital. Actually, it might have been like an appointment, mm. not even like the same day. They met each other like maybe like a month before, I think it was. And um, they were both heavily pregnant, you know, and just in the cafeteria. And then... Um, a month or so later the next time they saw each other they were both they both had a baby in their hands and they were saying like oh when was your baby born it was oh it's born on the 5th of march mine too very strange coincidence and then 
the next time they saw each other was when they were bringing my mom was bringing me and her mom was bringing her to nursery and we ended up going to the same school and she happened to just live down the road from me and on top of all those strange coincidences we happened to get along very very well and um we have and have had a, a, an amazing friendship she's my best friend and we've been friends for 29 years and she even came to see us in japan and everything so what a weird coincidence that it was i think that we're like gifted each other i really do and she um she always says like that we're twins like and we we have like a strange twin connection and i, I can say that over the time that we've been together, I've definitely noticed that you do have some very odd psychic link. We really do. It's very strange. Like <laughs> You both tapped into some kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, line that you both have between you. Yeah, and it's, we both, I don't know, we both feel very, very heavily. Um, so, so <laughs> this strange thing happens very, very often when... Um, my friend will just call me and say, I just had a feeling that you weren't okay or that something wasn't right. And it's not always the case. Like sometimes I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. But I was thinking about you or I was thinking of calling you or it's not like, I'm not always like sad or something when she calls, but like sometimes I have thought about her or spoken about her. Like today I'm speaking about her. Mm. She'll probably call me later on or something. She'll probably know right now. Yeah. Or like tomorrow. What time is it in the UK? It's like uh, 3 a.m. or something. Yeah. You remember this time? Yeah, Alaska. Like, quarter, oh no, it's 3.45. Yeah, And ask Alaska. her if she woke up or something. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. It happens all the time. And, yeah. like, there's times when she's just shown up at my house and, like, something, like, really devastating had happened to me and she was, she was just, I was like, what are you doing here? She's like, I just knew. I was like, I don't know. I just knew something was wrong. And we don't speak every day at all. It's like every couple of weeks or something. And mm. we have like, so it's just really random. It's really random. But I think yeah. that uh, I think that we were sent for each other. I really do. But I want to kind of skew off to the side a little bit. There was also, still... just to, there was also another girl that was born on the same day as me. And the teacher that we teach with at the school is also born on the same day as me. That's true. Strange. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, I want to skew off a little bit, still along the, the themes of like uh, coincidences. But why is it that people who are born um, within the same star sign, mm. why, why is it that they seem to follow very particular patterns or personality traits? I don't know. Because you're, you're a Pisces, right? Mm. Your your best friend is a Pisces mm-hmm. too, obviously. Being on the same day, you definitely share very distinctive personality traits that are similar. Uh, so, like, I I like to believe in star signs, and I I feel like I can know a person a little bit more based on their star sign. But mm. I also don't know really, obviously, if it's it's real or not. But I would say for me and her, I think that we've spent we've spent so much time together it's impossible that we wouldn't be alike mm. i think that is what it is with me and her but because we are very very different in in like our personalities are quite different but 
when it comes to morals or feelings, like they, they, we are very similar in that. But but like I said, we got along from children, so I don't know. I think I feel like I mean I don't I'm, know. I'm I'm I have like a I don't particularly feel like star signs are definitive, mm. but also I can't deny that there's definitely a trend. Yeah, in the way when they're born in the year. Yeah. It creates a niche within their personality. It makes mm-hmm. them a certain kind of person. All the Leos that I know in my life, they're very, they're, they're a certain kind of person. Yeah. Um, all the Aquarians that I've ever come across, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Same kind, you know, very sort of like private people, mm-hmm. but they open up to people as they get to know them. Yeah. Um, th- there's definitely a trend. I so. <laughs> I read um, I read a few different personality, like a, a few different in-depth uh, star sign, um, like different star sign personalities. And I read one to my brother who is extremely sceptical. Skept- He's a Scorpio. And I read it to him and he he couldn't stop smiling because he knew it was his. Mm. Like, I said, who's this then? Out of all of the family, all the friends that you know, all the people you know, who who's this? And I read it and he couldn't, like, he couldn't deny that it was him. It even yeah. said that if you read this to this person, they probably wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. It treads a fine line, doesn't it? Because that the comment you just said could apply to so many other people within yeah. different star signs, but... yeah. There definitely seems like a theme mm-hmm. that runs through these kind of things. And I think maybe somewhere down the line it ties into the idea of coincidences. Mm. You know, like repeated patterns that happen, they kind of converge at a point in time. Mm. I I've think it's wondered, like related somehow. I've often wondered if it was the seasons. like the Because you know how different you feel in the season. Mm. Like your body, especially living in Japan, I've noticed it so much, but your body changes a lot. Like yeah. this morning we all woke up with like blocked nose because it's so cold at the moment. Like the mornings are really cold. Mm. Um, and like if you're born near Christmas when there's a lot of other things going on or I don't know, like... I th- Those things obviously shape I, I the feel way like you develop, they do, don't they? Especially as children. Um, like do you think if you're born in the summer that you're more likely to prefer warmer climates or or vice versa possibly yeah possibly it's just a strange thought isn't it you Mm -hmm. know how that um Mm -hmm. how that helps to create coincidences yeah in the future um anyway nonetheless i love talking about it i know a lot of people hate um horoscopes and i i I know people that there's some people you you mention the word yeah and they're like oh you can hear them just yeah. and see them visibly get annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just interesting to talk about nonetheless. You to know? be honest, I've tried to match other star signs to myself and it just doesn't work. Mm. It really doesn't work. Like s- some do, like it, like some personality traits, like, yeah, okay, I'm loyal, but and Leo's are loyal, so, but you there's, know. There's got to be a blend, hasn't there, somewhere, or, or a blur, because... We're all humans. Mm-hmm. We all do very similar things. There's, mm-hmm. there's no way, it's like, and you're, only you're, Pisceans will do this particular thing yeah. because you don't only live in your own world. You sh- mm-hmm. We live in a shared one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's themes. There seems to be, anyway. Yeah. 
And uh, talking about this friend as well, there are times when she doesn't even know what she, what or how she feels in a certain situation. And I know that I know what she's doing. Mm. And I'm like, no, you're just doing this because of this thing. And she's yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know me so well. I'm like, yeah, because I would also do that. <laughs> and the way you're talking to me, I can like, I, I would be reacting exactly the same way it's as you right now. Because you would re- react in the same mm-hmm. way. But when yeah. you look at it, when you're watching it happen, you're like, you're not going to feel this way in another like 24 hours. So just, you know. Very true. Um, it's really interesting. On the theme of coincidences, anyway, I wanted us to look at some of the the weirdest or the most unbelievable coincidences that have happened throughout time. And um, I, f- I found a couple that seemed to be rather interesting. So this first one is called, I think you'll like this one, it's called True Disney Magic. I know this one. You already know it? I already know. It's the pram one, isn't it? I'll tell you about it. <laughs> For the people that don't know. It's really good, though. In the early 2000s, soon-to-be married couple Alex and Donna were looking through old photos to put in their wedding video. They happened upon one of Donna and her siblings posing with Peter Pan's Smee. Smee's the, the bearded pirate, isn't he, with the little He hasn't got a beard. Hat. He's got a little white tuft, doesn't he? No. No? Doesn't no. he? No, he's got glasses and he's got white hair, but he hasn't got a beard. Oh, white hair, that's it. Has he got a beard? No, I don't know. I don't know. I think as a Disney fan, you should know that, Jerry Lee. Mm. Anyway. Smee. So, Donna and her siblings were posing with Peter Pan Smee on a childhood trip to Disney World in 1980. Jody's shaking her head. He doesn't have a beard. <laughs> okay. But there was I something... I thinking he should have one. See? It's oh, weird, right? He's got white hair. He's got like a baby face, but white hair. I always thought it was quite strange. But there was something shocking in the background of the photo. Or someone, to be exact. It was Alex being pushed in a stroller by his father. Until that moment, the couple had had no idea that they'd been at Disney World at the exact same time as kids long before they knew each other, let alone in the same photo. And then in 2010, they returned to Disney World to recreate the photo with their own children. Oh, <laughs> they recreated it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty nice, isn't it? That's amazing. I mean, what are the chances of that? I mean, actually, you say, what are the chances of that? But there's there's another one here that was like, my cousin was in his future wife's family picture, the guy on the left, seven years before they met. Whoa. And there he is just, like, standing so randomly <laughs> in the corner of their picture. That really is strange. Um, and there's this one. U.S. nurse discovered that her colleague doctor was a premature baby she cared for 28 years ago. What on earth? And there he is sitting on her lap. <laughs> how sweet is that that's unbelievable I would love to see the actual the number of uh, in, in odds what are the chances of that happening how, to be fair, how would you even measure that is that a measurable thing like 1 in 26 billion or something here's another one as well married couple in China discovered they appeared in the same photograph as teenagers Imagine how many of these photos haven't been discovered, though. Like, I often think that about me and you. Like, I mm. often think we've met as children. Okay, but didn't realise I don't think I've ever told you this, yeah. I often think we met as, as children. And do you think that's because related to these things of coincidences? Um, 
I think because we lived so close together mm. and I often went to like there's a park that's not far from eat like both of us and my granddad used to take me there like every Saturday mm. for quite a while and um, there was always kids there there was loads of kids there and I remember specifically this one day I met this girl with she had tiger face paint on and tigers were my favorite animal when I was a child and I loved face paint like I always had my face painted mm. and we were really good friends like we had such a good day and it was so fun and um I always remembered her but obviously I never saw her without face paint on <laughs> so I never saw her again and I often wonder who that little well, girl was you don't was. think you did I don't think I did yeah <laughs> but I could have I could have met her again you know yeah I don't know I often think about that a lot like because it was just such a like strange moment i thought i would see her again but like i didn't well i mean so what you point to is is the sheer number of unrealized coincidences mm-hmm. that happen yeah that we're not even aware of so like so me and you met at school in secondary school we went mm. to different primary schools um but when we were when i was in college and you were in university you used to walk past the bus stop that I used to get the bus to get to go to college Mm. um and often I think about that as well like there's so many times that we crossed paths before and after yeah so it stands to reason that before we're in a relationship it stands to reason that we would be we would have crossed paths before that too yeah is what I think yeah yeah. I've I've thought about that a lot well it's, it's obviously not like the library by your house, I used mm. to go there all the time with my granddad. Sounds a reason that could have been a, a crossing point. Yeah. Because I went there too, at some points. Uh-huh. So, how weird. <laughs> I honestly think we met when we were young. Possibly. I mean, if these other people are anything to go by, it's definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to find the photo, Jack, that's what we have to do. <laughs> look through all the family photos. Um, let's have a look at this next one. Okay. Getting struck by lightning is a rather cliche example of a rare occurrence, but one that befell the same man four times, including after his death. The man, Major Walter Summerford, was struck three different times throughout his life, and then again four years after it had ended, when lightning hit his gravestone. Wow. Various embellishments of the tale exists, one perhaps suspiciously detailed account claims that the lightning strikes, including the posthumous one, happened precisely every six years. But no matter when they happened, that's quite the odd nature coincidence. That that really mm. is. Can you imagine how unlucky you would feel getting struck by lightning when you're alive three times? You'd feel like you were cursed, wouldn't you? Why? Why would it? Why? I don't get why though. Did he live in a particularly <laughs> lightning area? area. <laughs> like, was he? Uh, was did, he? Was he a thrill seeker? Did he go out during the lightning? Storms? Maybe he had like a lot of um, metal in his body or something. Like he was a human conductor, like a lightning rod. Mm. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> now that seems I like I think a, that's kind of strange, isn't that it? Seems like a serious amount of bad luck. But then for it to strike you gravestone as well. He must have lived in an area where there was a lot of storms. I don't really understand why that would happen otherwise, do you? No. no. Where, does it say where he lived? 
No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, four times. Wow. Okay. This one is called The Twins That Lived Virtually the Same Life. Uh, and apparently this is a really weird one. In 1940, a set of twin boys was put up for adoption. The boys were adopted by different families, both of whom named their sons, sons James. The boys, both of whom ended up going by Jim, both grew up with dogs with the same name, Toy. They also both grew up to work in security. One twin was a security guard and the other was a sheriff. They also both divorced their first wives, both named Linda, and remarried women, both named Betty. What? <laughs> and finally... They both had one son, also named their son James, and gave their sons very similar middle names. Alan, spelt with two L's, and Alan, spelt with one L. What? <laughs> and until they were 39 years old, they'd never even met. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Each Jim knew that he'd been born with a twin, and when they were 37 years old, one of them found contact details for his other brother. Wow. Um, they met in 1979, and that was when they learned just how similar their lives had been. That I don't even know what you would do with the rest of your life after finding out you've had so many... Like a mirrored life, Identical literally. experiences. Wow. With your twin, long-lost twin brother. Especially all like the the divorced wives and yeah. the new married wives. <laughs> I wonder if they were like divorced for the same amount of time, like married for the same amount of time, or if it was like different. I don't know. That that just plays That's into my theory that there is no free will because how can you find, <laughs> how can that possibly be the case? That's so strange. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something a bit more lighthearted. Okay, this is a picture. Of a what looks like an eagle or a mm. hawk, um, like a big bird, yeah. holding a shark, and the shark is holding a fish. And who knows? The fish could be holding a smaller fish. <laughs> <laughs> Can you that, see that? It's it's quite sorry, hard to see. So the big bird. So the bird had. Oh, he's holding. Is flying through the air with. That's a, like a baby shark, right? Like a baby shark, yeah, in its claws. And the baby shark. Is holding a fish. A tiny fish. <laughs> and the fish is probably holding some kind of insect, maybe. No, who knows? <laughs> Bug. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like the circle of and life in that, one photo. But the fact that it was even a photo is the mm-hmm. unbelievable timing of it. Shooting the photo, you know. Do you reckon he was eating at the same time? Well, it's like he's he could have, you know, he shot the bird, basically, didn't he? Yeah. Circle of life. Literally. But not actually killed it. <laughs> I bet he was eating a humbug at the time. Um, a humbug? Yeah, sucking on a humbug or a lemon, lemon sure, but <laughs> Why? Because he, he was holding something in his mouth too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This next one is called The Grave Coincidence. Uh, millions upon millions of people died in the First World War, which makes this historical coincidence all the more incredible. According to the Royal British Legion, the first recorded British soldier to die in the war is buried in Belgium's uh, one of Belgium's military cemeteries, mere feet from the grave of the last recorded British soldier to die in the war. 
I presume this was unintentionally, and it was found out after the fact. Private John Parr died reportedly in a German cavalry strike on August 21st, 1914. Uh, four years of combat later, George Edwin Ellison was killed at 9.30 in the morning on November the 11th, 1918, a mere hour and a half before the call of a ceasefire that would end the war. The men oh. were buried before their identities as first and last to die were known. So that is quite the coincidence, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, okay, this one doesn't seem like it's got anything to do with death. It's called, It All Started With a Balloon. Plenty of kids let go of balloons, whether accidentally or in hopes of sending a message and seeing where it ends up. This story begins just like any other like it, but ends in an astonishing way. In 2001, a young girl in Staffordshire, England, took a balloon, wrote, Please return to Laura Buxton, along with her address on it, and let it go. The balloon travelled around 140 miles and ended up in a farm in Wiltshire, where a farmer found it, and realised the name on the balloon was familiar to him. One of his neighbours had a daughter named Laura Buxton. He bought the balloon to the Buxton family, and this Laura wrote to the first Laura's address, <laughs> which was on the balloon, explaining how she'd ended up with it. The Laura's parents eventually arranged for their daughters to meet, and the strange discoveries kept coming. The Laura's discovered that, in addition to their matching names, they were also nearly the same age. One was ten and one was about to turn ten. Both had a pet black lab, a rabbit, and a guinea pig. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently they have podcasts as well, which they started in 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, the Lauras have both, a podcast? Both Lauras have a podcast, yeah. Together? Yes. Well, are there only 10? What? They're only 10 years old. This was years ago. Oh. <laughs> Well, I suppose. You mean now they have a podcast? I wonder how many kids have podcasts. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not so many. Give me, give me. Have you got another one there? Um, yeah. Stephen Hawking, mm. the great Stephen Hawking, yeah. um, was famously born on the 300th anniversary of Galileo's death and died on what would have been Einstein's 139th birthday. So there is a pattern of geniuses. Is what there is, it seems to be that way, yeah. What was the date again, sorry? Uh, it didn't say the date. Oh, okay. Maybe I should find the date. Let's see when Let's... it was, and we'll see what star sign it was. <laughs> <laughs> Not Pisces. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. He was born on January 8th, 1942. <laughs> what does that make him? I think a Capricorn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when Aqu you're the end of the month Aquarius yeah, yeah I think I am Anna. I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm nearer of... the cut off of um, of uh, being an Aquarian mm, yeah I'll have to check that um, and he he died the 14th of March which means Einstein was a Pisces it does no, he died. Oh, he died. No, 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 no he wasn't a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, let's see. What, what does that mean? I mean, they're pretty significant figures to have all died at the same... Um, Star sign. Point, isn't it? He was a Capricorn. A born, a born, sorry. 
He was a Capricorn. Capricorn. Whoa! All you Capricorns out there, you... Albert uh, Einstein was a Pisces. Sorry, yeah, that was his birthday, the 14th of March. Wow, I literally said not a Pisces, and he was one. You can reclaim your mantle, yeah? Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Charles Darwin was an Aquarius. Was he? So was Thomas Edison. Wowzers. Marzaruni. Marzaruni. I've just found one about the, the Titanic. Actually, I found two about the Titanic, which I think are kind of strange. Um, the Titanic has no shortage of legends, coincidences, and haunting tales surrounding it. The what, sorry? The Titanic. Oh. But one of the weirdest actually took place 14 years before the liner set off on its ill-fated voyage. In 1898, author Morgan Robertson wrote a novella called Futility about a supposedly unsinkable ocean liner that did, in fact, sink on an April night after hitting an iceberg, no less. And perhaps creepiest of all was the novella's subtitle, The Wreck of the Titan. (gasps) The fictional ship was called The Titan. Wow. Can you believe it? That's so strange. And I did find another thing that was related to the Titanic. I saw that too. Was it about someone that went on all the boats? Yes, it was. Yeah, I saw that too. Here uh, it is. Violet Jessup. Oh, cool. Violet Jessup was a nurse and ocean liner stewardess who earned the nickname Miss Unsinkable by surviving both the accidents of the Titanic and its sister ship, the HMHS Britannic which met the same fate in 1916. (laughs) Jessup was also reportedly on board a third boat, the RMS Olympic, when it was hit by a warship, but but fortunately the Olympic stayed afloat. I mean, you wouldn't want her on your ship, would you? True. Like, you can get off, love, (laughs) because... You've got a bit of a track record. There seems to be a connection to you. (laughs) You seem to draw a little bit of bad luck. (laughs) Um, What's this one here? One man missed two Malaysian air flights that crashed. In 2014, there were two tragic plane crashes involving Malaysian air flights. The first was shot down over Ukraine, and the second disappeared without a trace somewhere over the Indian Ocean in the greatest aviation mystery of all time. Beyond the fact that both incidents involved the same airline in such a short time span, there was another striking coincidence. Dutch cyclist Martin de Jong was scheduled to take both flights, but cheated death by bumping his ticket at the 11th hour when cheaper options became available. So he was supposed to be on both of those flights and miss them. What how you'd feel after that experience? Because I've read many cases before where people have those kind of... Um, things happen where they very they narrowly miss death Mm. Um, and it's a heavy it's like a really heavy burden for them to bear they almost like it takes a lot of time to accept the fact that they were lucky enough to miss that point in time do you know what I mean yeah it's a strange thought isn't it Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not your fault it's got nothing to do with you it's just like a strange coincidence but can you see why that would be a a burden? Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Because then you would second guess everything you do. 
Because mm. you always have these stories where you're like, oh, if only they'd have left a minute sooner or a minute later or, like, that wouldn't have happened yeah. or that could have been me or, you know. So I think... But you can think about every tiny scenario like that leading up to that point. You Like, so if, if this you, hadn't have happened, if this had happened, yeah. Yeah, so if you, like overthink it but it can plague you you know i had a friend once which tragically his friend um was in a motorcycle accident yeah and i remember him telling me if only i had been speaking to him for like one second more Mm. um that wouldn't have happened you know and i said that you can't put that on yourself no because it's not a choice, is it? It's not no, a conscious choice. No, and you don't know what would have happened. Like you don't, you don't know, you know, no. any scenario that would have happened after that. So, um, you, yeah, you just you can see why it might be a burden, though, and yeah. a lot of people feel weird about it. It just I that can totally also get um, it, yeah. That also made me think about uh, Travis Barker actually oh, about yeah. his experience with mm, his flying. book is very interesting because yeah. I mean he was he was terrified of flying wasn't mm-hmm. he and he always he, he stayed away from flying mm-hmm. often taking these really laborious journeys um, on sea and land well, just to get to different tour dates across the world And then I think the, that was after he had the accident before he, he did go on flights but he always thought that he would die in an airplane oh really sorry okay, yeah. i made a mistake on that one so but he always had a, a, a huge fear of it right yeah like he i don't know how or why i think that i don't know if he had a dream about it or something some kind of odd feeling or premonition yeah that, yeah um well someone told him i don't know but he just yeah he also he always was scared of flying and then he ends up in this horrific accident yeah and he was remarkably somehow survives even after being Mm. burnt like terribly and but i think maybe two or three people died on the plane yeah but i mean that would it that would compound that feeling surely wouldn't it yeah so so now he he doesn't take flights at all yeah i I mean i could see why you wouldn't Mm. you'd you wouldn't even know what to think about that would you Mm. um yeah unbelievable coincidence but I think that was like a private jet as well, and I think he didn't want to get on it. There was things leading up to it too that, like, he felt like he shouldn't be on it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm. Okay. Uh, do we have any more coincidences here? But that is weird to know that this is a, this coincidence is crazy. There was a family home. The last name was Comet, and they got hit by a meteor, and the home was the home was belonged to the Comet. The Comet family. Yeah. Uh, luckily, no one was hurt, um, and now the comets own their own rare piece of terrestrial rock. So it says the comet, which had been flying through space for more than four and a half billion years without hitting a target, would eventually hit the home of a family with the last name Comet. What? That is crazy. Unbelievable odds. It just says that. I don't, I've never even heard anyone with the last name Comet. No, no, mate. How is it spelled? C O M M E T T E. So not the same spelling, but. Oh. It looks very French, doesn't it? Yeah. There you go. This one's nice. You like Anthony Hopkins. You should read this I one. I am a fan of Anthony Hopkins. 
Okay, let's see what he says. In the early 1970s, Anthony Hopkins was slated to play uh, Kostya in a film adaptation of The Girl from Petrovka. To to prepare prepare for the role, (laughs) he set out to read the book, but was unable to find a copy in any bookstore despite a rigorous search. We'll know that problem now because he's gone Amazon. Yeah. Then, (laughs) then, uh, as internet legend has it, while sitting in a London tube station, he noticed a copy of that very book someone had left behind. Yeah. When he opened it, he found that the book had also been signed by its author, George Pfeiffer. Unbelievable. Look, you might want to think about life as you've got the option to <laughs> change things at will. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's but not you don't. The case. <laughs> yeah. There is one path. That's the only thing I can I can see as being the case. When when things like that happen, I I often think that people are looking out for you. You know, yeah, that I mean, his like ancestors or something are just like, oh, he really needs this book. I'm gonna make. Yeah. Let, let me do this for him, Here and I'm going to leave it on the bench for Here's your him. book you've been looking for for yeah. ages. Um, and all those things lead up to that moment. Uh, this, we'll just do this last one, um, and Asking it kind of relates Chelsea. to something happened very recently, was we, we had a partial lunar eclipse Yeah, that was visible. Um it looked pretty cool, actually. I didn't even realise until our friend told us that it was mm. it was happening. And you said that it hadn't happened for, like, 500 years or no, something. No, sorry, I got that wrong. The partial lunar eclipse yeah. hadn't happened. No, yeah. no, it wasn't hadn't happened. The The length of time that the partial lunar eclipse would be visible hadn't yeah. happened. In 500 <laughs> it years. It was the longest length of time that it would be visible. I okay. think it was, like, six hours or something. It's quite a long time, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. And I had a really nice experience with that just before mm. you move on. Um, so I was with a student in a private lesson, and she's I think she's, like, 15 years old or something. And I called her because uh, I'd, I'd been to the toilet and I could see out of the window. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So I called her and... Um, and I was like, look at this. And she thought it was really amazing. And I said, have you ever seen a lunar eclipse before? And she was, she said no. Ah. She said that was her first time seeing one. And I never really thought about that because I remember seeing an eclipse when I was really young. It was a big deal, wasn't it? And it was so exciting. And, <laughs> you know, and I told her like it was a partial one. So it wouldn't, you, it wouldn't be a full eclipse like the... You would still be able to see a tiny bit of the moon, but mm. yeah, it was just that was a coincidence that I caught it at that moment. Yeah, and um, the fact that she'd never seen it before, I was like, oh, that's quite nice. Well, no nice doubt she'll remember have, that for yeah. the rest of her life. She's pretty probably yeah. Every time she looks again, she'll be like, oh, I remember the first time I saw one. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. then she texted her mum, which I thought was cute. That's nice. Who then probably proceeded to look at the moon, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it just tied on to, I saw this thing about solar eclipses, mm. which just said that uh, solar eclipses require such specific conditions that they're almost impossible. Ah. Um, so just as we have remarkable coincidences, so does our solar system. The total solar eclipse is such a strange and unlikely occurrence that throughout history it's been interpreted as a paranormal omen and mythologised with folklore. Though the sun and moon are very different sizes, the phenomenon is able to take place because the sun is about 400 times wider than the moon, but also 400 times farther away, making the two appear the same size. 
According to life science, if the sun were any bigger or the moon were any further away, we would likely never see a total solar eclipse because the moon wouldn't appear wide enough to to block the view. So the chances of that even ever happening when it Mm. very rarely does is uh, highly unlikely. But a coincidence nonetheless. Anyway, on that note... Oh, that was it, okay. Let's bring the podcast podcast to an end. Thanks once again for joining us. We release new episodes every Sunday at 6pm. It's been a... Standard time. I just want to say, it's been a bit of a chill one this week. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we're upbeat and we're giggly and whatever, and sometimes we're just very chill. So um, if this was your first episode and you were like, oh, it's really boring, like, um, (laughs) (laughs) please don't judge this too harshly. Like, you know, we're human and we have... It's all swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. As some people say somewhere. Oh, I thought you said pizza then. I was like, yeah. Oh, pizza. I could eat pizza, could you? Mm, yeah. Oh, let's go get pizza. We're going to go on a little date, aren't we? Here we are. That's the little Sunday date. I'm trying to wink. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, continue. Yes, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Our Weird Life Pod. Become part of the Our Commune Twitchy. We hope you have... A wonderful week, and it looks like it's my turn for a revelatory statement. Revelationary, revelationary statement. So, what should we say this week? We'll make it short and sweet. There's nothing to worry about because there's no free will. <laughs> Good God, Jack. <laughs> Fate sets out the way that your life is supposed to be. So, stop worrying mm-hmm. because things are going to be the way they're going to be. Yeah, but that doesn't mean stop trying. No, it doesn't mean stop trying, but it means that within your path mm-hmm. of fate, mm-hmm. you're going to have loads of trying, loads of failing, mm-hmm. loads of ups, loads of downs. You can have loads of choices, mm-hmm. but they're not choices, so stop worrying about it. Just enjoy <laughs> your life, get on with it because it's already set out. <laughs> you end up where you're meant to be. Exactly. And enjoy the journey. Yep. It's like, that's the fun part. That's why the destination isn't important. At because all. someone already knows. <laughs> <laughs> Just not you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on that uh-huh. uh, on that note, <laughs> we'll leave you. Have a good week. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Bye.